0: How y'all doing this morning? morning all right so short message but you get the long intro sorry about that <laughs> who is this weird guy standing up here talking to us why isn't he here every week I'm a board member but I happen to be a truck driver for a living so I'm only able to be here every other weekend that's the fun part how did I get to be here Short story, really. Um, Grew up in Southern California. When the weather was good, we went out to the desert, rode motorcycles. When the weather was bad, Southern California. (laughs) Went to church with my aunt. So I spent a lot more time in the desert than I did at the church. When I was in third grade, my aunt said, "You're going to church camp," and I was like, mm, "Well, okay, I guess I am." And third or fourth night of camp, we're sitting around the campfire singing songs, and they pass out these cards, and they said, "Do you want Jesus in your heart?" Fill out this card. And I was like, yeah, "That sounds good." Fortunately, God took it a lot more serious than I did. Um, as Edie said during the prayer, God gives you everything you need right there at that moment. And at that moment, he said, okay, you're mine now. And I tried my best to screw it up. (laughs) I did everything I could to mess that up. Went into the Navy and uh, didn't make the best use of my time Got injured, got addicted to opioids. That was awesome. Um, Got messed up into other religions. Wanted to learn more, and they said, oh, well, in order to learn this, you need to learn this. Well, teach me that. Well, before you can learn that, you need to learn this. Well, then teach me that. Well, before you can learn that, you need to learn this. Finally, I was like, I've had enough, and picked up a Bible, and I was trying to read it, and it just didn't make any sense, I was like, "Mm, okay, I'll keep trying, and I was in Denver, Colorado, driving truck, got super sick, made it to Fort Morgan, Colorado, which is not very far, and ended up in the hospital for, what, about a week and uh, had pneumonia they said okay well you can go home and I was like oh okay I could drive to Des Moines and they said oh no you can't drive to Des Moines we thought you lived here in town and I was like well I'm not staying in the truck for a month to recover so I started driving back home to Des Moines and stopped made it as far as uh, Big Springs Nebraska which isn't very far I was gonna go up into the movie theater there at the truck stop watch a movie because didn't have a TV in the truck at the time and uh, got distracted there was a little trucker's Bible outside the movie theater and I grabbed that and went out to the truck and started reading that still didn't make sense but it was made to be simple for truck drivers so figured I'd give it a shot Drove the next day, made it to Grand Island, Nebraska, which again, not very far. Mike, what do we drive? 600 miles a day? I'm driving 150 miles a day and getting tired, so that's not good. This is where everything changes. Wake up in Grand Island, Nebraska. Walk into the truck stop. Truck stop parking lot's nice and dry. Good deal. Get out to the truck start to drive to the interstate everything's nice and dry nobody's talking on the CB okay it's gonna be a good day a little overcast really cold get on the on-ramp clear and dry into the on-ramp nice little jump onto ice okay that's cool can deal with that 18 speed transmission in the truck going through the gears get up to about 55 miles an hour all of a sudden the whole truck slides sideways and starts sliding down the road thought well this is it there's only one way this ends it catches traction and starts rolling so I throw my hands up and said okay God, you got my attention (laughs) nothing more I can do so what do you want? I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, I heard audibly, follow me. Okay. Follow me. Okay, Siri. That's fine. Um, (laughs) I grabbed the steering wheel and the truck went straight down the road. That does not happen. They jackknife, they roll, they do something other than resume a normal position going down the road. I'd driven across the country so many times I knew exactly where I needed to change the radio station to keep listening to Rush Limbaugh as I was going down the road. (laughs) This is Cory's favorite part of the story. I could not tune in Limbaugh for anything the only thing I could find was Christian radio stations when God decides he's had enough of you fooling around and he wants to get your attention he does it a hundred percent okay I sat I drove that day laid down read the that Christian trucker Bible And suddenly everything made sense. There was a verse in there that said, let him who has eyes see, let him who has ears hear. And the scriptures started to make sense. It was like, oh, okay, if I pay attention to God, this stuff starts to make sense. I can deal with that. April 1st, 2001, Mariana, Florida. Truck stop. Of America, the the uh, truck stop chaplain happens to be the scale master just down the road. He says, "If I can't save your life, I'm going to take it." <laughs> what? Um, he's going to stop you so you, you're legal. Anyway, April first, two thousand one, I made the decision that I was done messing around with everything else in life and that I wanted to be Christian. And the the truck stop chaplain said, well, today may have been the day that you made the decision, but you've been protected for a while. And I told him about that church camp story, and he said, yep. Just because you didn't take it seriously, God still did, and he's going to protect you. Now, that's been a long time ago, it seems like. Still didn't have a home church. I was in Pennsylvania. Stopped off at the chaplain's office. And she said, oh, you live in Des Moines. I have a friend that has a church in West Des Moines. You need to go see her. So Okay. They gave me the directions. I went down Grand Avenue to where this church was supposed to be. It was supposed to be right by the Nazarene campground. That's pretty hard to miss, right? couldn't find it, couldn't find it, drove around, drove around, drove around, ended up on Ashworth, drove by this place, and I was like, well, if nothing else, I'll go back to that one if I don't find another church before I hit the wall. Y'all know there's no other church before you hit the wall. So I came back here, and they hadn't even started, and the pastor comes up, and he had this I've told him this story, so it's okay. He had this hideous sweater on. And it was shortly after Christmas, and I was like, wow, somebody in the church gave him that hideous sweater, and he loves him so much, he's going to wear it. So, maybe this is where I belong. And... uh, Not only do they let the truck drivers in the doors, but they let them on the board. (laughs) So... That's my brief story. You're gonna get a little bit more of it here as we go through this, but um, I'd just like to take a moment in prayer before we get started. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. May the words that I speak today be your words spoken, and may they be taken as you intend them. Be with us throughout this week. We ask, Lord, for your protection over the people of Ukraine, and for clarity for those in Russia who who don't agree with their leadership. Lord, be with us all in your name. We pray. Amen. Message today is on self-care. It's not um, an easy thing. Self-care, according to Maria Barada, who is a PhD and a licensed clinical social worker, is the mindful taking of time to pay attention to you, not in a narcissistic way, but in a way that ensures that you're being cared for by you. I put out on Facebook, what is self-care? The very first answer that was given to me was showering more than twice a year. lighting a candle taking a bath coloring your hair i think that was my daughter (laughs) doing your nails having laughs with people you love going to the gym okay i'm like whatever you want (laughs) to do self-control that was that was an interesting one saying no advocating for your own mental health I believe this one was pastors not worrying about things you can't control does that sound familiar? (laughs) these are all great examples of self-care but what you don't but what about when you don't have the clarity of mind to focus on these examples Dr. Barada has a list of ten ways to exercise self-care today we're only going to go over four of them so you can get to lunch before the Baptists. First is knowing who you are and knowing your limits. Recognizing when you're doing more than you're used to handling and learning to slow down. When I'm driving down the road and somebody decides it'd be a good idea to brake check the 80,000-pound vehicle behind them, I've learned to step back from how I really feel <laughs> about that choice and I pray for that person to be less distracted, angry, in less of a hurry, You just got to make good decisions sometimes, right? Matthew fourteen fourteen, When he went ashore, he saw a great multitude and he had compassion on them and he healed their sick. That's the stopping to pray for somebody. Then jumping to fourteen twenty three, And after he dismissed the crowds and went up on the mountain, he went up on the mountain to, by himself to pray. That's the self-care. Pray for somebody else make sure you're taking care of yourself at the same time I live in a truck three week, two to three weeks at a time that is my mountain to pray I may go a full day sometimes two days with interact without interacting with real people so if I seem standoffish here it's just a little overwhelming sometimes when I remove myself from the problem and hand it over that is the self-care that I need for myself second is rest this is not just sleep but taking time to shut your brain down and not overthink everything how do you do that you mass practice practice it does not happen overnight it takes a controlled effort To learn to stop yourself from thinking about all that is going on around you. Perhaps the best thing you can do at a time like this is to reach out to someone. We are a generation that has greater access to tools to reach out than ever before. We have Facebook, FaceTime, texting, the phone itself, church center app, all the ministries that we have going on here at the church. about a month ago I think Um, Amanda reached out on Facebook stating that she was feeling things were out of control and that she was not as strong as everybody thought. I thought in that moment that is the strongest thing that I have ever seen somebody do. Say I don't know how to get through this moment. Yes? <laughs> um that just reaching out and saying, Please, I need help. I need prayer. Whatever you're doing at that moment to get through that moment is is the best thing that you can be doing. God had placed people in her life that were able to provide words of encouragement and to pray for her. When this happened. For me, I found that resting my mind has been much easier. When you make time for things like reading the Bible and taking time to reflect on what you have read and what God is saying to you, you can use that time to rest your mind because God wants to speak to your heart. Take your mind out of the situation. Bible is available for us to take hope, and that is demonstrated through Jesus's prayers in Luke twenty-two thirty-two. 32. We read, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And it goes even further. When you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. So we fill ourselves so that we can reach out and fill those around us. Okay? This is, to me, an indication that not only is Jesus praying for us as well, but he's praying that as we come through our difficult times, we will be restored and strengthen those around us. Third is knowing yourself. What are the things that trigger you in your daily life? There are things that are out of our control and things that we can control. I know for a fact when I'm driving from Toledo, Ohio to Detroit, I'm gonna be going over some of the worst roads in America. Right, Becky? (laughs) This continuing pothole of a highway is going to trigger back pain. Nothing I can do about that, it's just gonna happen. Same time, however, there's the CB radio and a high number of people who are not ashamed to show their lack of self-control. That is one area that I can control and I turn the radio off. I don't wanna hear what they have to say. What are you focusing on? Matthew fourteen twenty nine, Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out. While he was focusing on Jesus, he was doing well. But then he let outside circumstances distract him and take his focus off of Jesus. For you, it may be something that is going on while at a party or gathering. Take the 30 seconds to remove yourself from the situation and you will find yourself better able to control your situation. (laughs) I'm going to combine the last two as I believe they are the same, feeding your spiritual self and taking time to love yourself. The reason I believe they are the same is that in Matthew 22, 34 through 40, we read, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, For those of you that were at the retreat, this is the second time this weekend you've heard that verse. This is a different interpretation of it as well. Better than that, for the church, this is the third time we've heard this verse, as pastor has taught on it as well. The Pharisee asked which, was, which law was the greatest, but he got a two-for-one, love the Lord your God, and love your neighbor as yourself. This leads me to believe that it is not narcissistic to love yourself, to a point. If you have thoughts of self-harm, is that the way you should be thinking of your neighbor? Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself then it is okay to take time for yourself and to know the things that make you happy. Why did I choose to talk about this subject today? Because it's something that I struggle to practice daily. I have bipolar disorder that is aggravated by depression. I don't tell you this for sympathy. I tell you this in order to strengthen you. 1995, I injured my back while I was in the Navy, and the doctors said the solution to the problem was medication, as the surgery that they were proposing was too risky at the time. 50% chance that I'd walk, 50% chance I wouldn't walk. So here you go, have some morphine. Take a month's worth of morphine in two weeks. Go back to doc, hey. Went through, every, went through all my meds. Oh, okay, well, we'll up this prescription and here's some more. So, two months supply in a month. It wasn't a problem then. Nobody knew the opioid epidemic. Their solution was treat the pain. I was fortunate enough that I have been able to overcome this addiction because when I was discharged from the Navy, there was no more morphine. So I had to deal with no more. 26 years I've learned to live with the pain, but I recently decided that the pain was more than I was willing to just let it be. So I put this concept of self-care into practice and told my doctors at the VA that the pain was too much and that I could not be treated treated with opioids. When you have bipolar, things are either really good or really bad. And I'm okay, which says a lot, really. Um, Doctors found a combination of meds that make it tolerable, both the bipolar and the pain. It's safe enough for me to drive trucks this requires that I see my psychiatrist quarterly and that I show my employer annually that I'm being treated and that I'm safe to drive that truck. Whatever struggle you have going on in your life, it is not too much for God to handle. It, it did not take him by surprise. He's simply been waiting for you to come to him and to take that out of your life. Will all be sunshine and unicorns after you ask Jesus to take over the situation? You. Yeah. The enemy liked it when your focus was on your circumstances rather than God. When Jesus is a part of your life, you will have supernatural protection. When you have others praying with and for you, this is multiplied. In Acts 19.15 we read, Jesus I know, Paul I recognize, but who are you? The situation arose because Jewish exorcists were attempting to drive out spirits in the name of Jesus, but they were not followers of Jesus and lacked authority. You are called to have authority. final verse today is 1 Corinthians 12:12 12, 12. Now about spiritual gifts brother I do not want you to be ignorant you know that when you were pagans somehow wait this is not what I wanted there we go the body is a unit though it is made up of many parts and though it is, all its parts are many they form one body so it is with Christ For you were all baptized by one spirit into one body. Whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? as it is there are many parts but one body we are a group of individuals but we make up a body each one of us is just as important to the other as as another part with that if you have need of prayer in your life today I invite you to come forward and have somebody pray with you and for you. But be specific. Let us know what it is that you need prayer for in your life. With that, be productive for Jesus, as Pastor would say. Thank you.